Hello, everybody. Uh, today is December 20th, 2018, and this is Cheap Seats. This is our sixth season and our fifth podcast this year for Cheap Seats. As usual, I'm Hunter Chambers, and today I'm joined by Mark Studier. What's up? Derek Dungan. How you guys doing? Kevin McCormick Jr. Yo, yo. And Kobe Manzo. Howdy. Howdy. All right, today is all about sports as usual, and we'll kick things right off. Um, the NFL season is almost finished. Only two weeks left in the regular season. Playoff picture kind of starting to pretty much mold together, and the it's pretty much set. So who do you guys can think sneak into the last wild card spot, or who do you think is a Super Bowl favorite so far? Uh, no, go ahead, Kevin. Yeah, my Super Bowl favorite, I think – I honestly think it's the Chargers. That's my really. Pick. That's that's my pick. No one, no one's talking about them at all. And the Chiefs, they don't have Kareem Hunt, and they they do not look like the same team at all. Jared Goff is falling off for the Rams a little bit now. The Saints, the Saints, are I think the Saints, Saints have a great. Saints, Saints have a chance. I Saints think that's my pick right there. Is the Saints, Saints look good. I'm calling the Saints and Chargers. They won. They won against Carolina last on Monday, right? Yeah, Monday, yes. I believe. Yeah, yeah but I that was a close game, too. Close game, Carolina yeah. was on the drive. They were trying to get in a field goal tied up. Cam Newton sucks. Which so <laughs> Scam win. Newton. Yeah, I like you saying that Like Saints is the main pick, but really, I got to agree with Kevin. The Chargers look like the best team in the NFL right now. I have not seen Saints, them. Saints, they're Saints have – they barely beat the beat-up Carolina Panthers who That's lost true. seven games in a row. Yeah. And I they should have – the Saints are talking about, like, big defense, like – Defense wins championships. Chiefs, I don't think they're going to make a run. Their defense is too garbage. They gave too many penalties. Yeah, yeah. after Kareem Hunt got kicked out or left, mm-hmm. he was like, they just fell he apart. Got, he got arrested. Which the after biggest, that loss against the Chargers, which <laughs> go ahead, on Kobe. The biggest factors to look at when you look at the the uh, Chargers and the Saints as compared to the Chiefs is first of all the veteran quarterback play yep. from Philip Rivers and Drew Brees as opposed to you know Mahomes on the Chiefs, and then you look at the quality of defense. And you talk about when you get into the playoffs and what are the two most important factors in the playoffs in football especially is defense and overall any sport when you get into the playoffs what you want from your guys is experience and no matter how good of a player you are or how talented of a player you are if you don't have the experience sometimes not all the times there are exceptions but sometimes that can be the difference between winning and losing big games because those top three teams those saints and chargers Two experienced quarterbacks. Phillip Rivers probably having one of the best years of his career. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, same with Drew Brees playing great. But Patrick Mahomes still playing really good. MVP pick yeah. this year, but still doesn't have that experience under his belt. Only started two years at Texas Tech, so doesn't he's a still a young guy, so he doesn't really have that experience under him yet. Now, getting away from kind of the powerhouses of the NFL, I think something that we should keep tabs on is the NFC East. So you got the Cowboys at eight and six, the Eagles at seven and seven, and the Skins also at seven and seven. Skins, Redskins. I know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's uh, that division is really up for grabs, especially with Dallas losing to um, Indianapolis twenty three zero. That's that division is really up. It's really open. It's up for grabs. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see if the, if Nick Foles can run the table again like how he did last year because Carson Wentz is out with a back injury, yeah, yeah. a fractured back. I think it is. Um, so yeah, so Nick yeah. Foles is Nick Foles is in, and if he does the same thing he did last year, I mean, let I me mean, you know, I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl because their their team overall does not look as strong as it was last year. But if Nick Foles does what he's supposed to do, I don't know what you do next year for the Eagles because yeah. you got Carson Wentz who's injury prone, and then you got Nick Foles who you haven't seen the whole season from him yet, but you have seen two very good runs in the postseason. In the postseason when it really when counts, it really matters. Played. And 
just last week he beat a pretty decent Rams team, yeah. which Very also against the Rams, they are kind of falling apart. Mm-hmm. And Jared, right yeah. at the wrong time wrong of the season, time. they are falling apart right now, not looking the best. Um, but still, Nick Foles knows how to turn it around. When yeah. he gets his chance, he's going to prove, say, hey, I'm, I could be a starter in this league, and he was for a really long time and probably will be. Yeah. yeah. I think um, I think also something we should keep on, we should keep tabs on is the race for the uh, wild card spot. You get the Vikings at seven six and one, and then you got the Seahawks at eight and six. Those are two teams that are really up and down. They both have had good, good wins, but bad losses as well. So I think it's gonna be really interesting. Uh, the Vikings play the Lions this week, and as far as I know, I'm pretty sure Stafford is still playing. So it definitely could be a close game over there. So, what was wrong with Stafford? Uh, I hear it is back. Yeah, fractured back. Same, same thing as Wentz, but Stafford's playing through it, which yeah. doesn't make any sense at all. He should not be playing through it, but we'll get that later. But Who's our backup for uh, 80-year-old Matt Castle? And on the practice, <laughs> and on the practice squad, we get uh, Jake Rudock. Oh, yeah, so from Michigan. TV, he's, yeah. He's, I remember last time he came out, he threw like an interception. Through, through pick six. Yeah, yeah pick six um, first play came out. So let's get back to week 16. Uh, so... Uh, so we have Baltimore Ravens playing the char- uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. So uh, recently, though, the Baltimore Ravens offense is going to make it a little difficult for the uh, the Los Angeles uh, Chargers a little yeah, bit. Lamar that, Jackson yeah. has been Baltimore, yeah, Lamar yeah. Baltimore. There, I I was seeing these numbers. They were like 16th in the league before when Flacco was playing, and they're like third in the league yeah, now in offensive proficiency because they've literally just turned it around with Lamar at quarterback. And that's but what happens I mean, I think Lamar Jackson's threat. a great player at quarterback. Yeah, you have a great, you have he can throw. Flacco is a, you know, a seasoned veteran, and but you have someone who can make plays with his feet as well in Lamar Jackson and someone who is a, just a more of a threat on the ground. Yeah, I think that's a lot of really surprising too, especially in NFL. Like You don't see a lot of quarterbacks yeah. run the ball as much as Lamar yeah, Jackson yeah. does because like in college he was that was his goal. Like yeah. when he, he played for Louisville, Louisville, Louisville yep. Louisville. Okay, yeah, and he he just ran the ball so much, but he also had an arm; he could get it out yeah. there. I mean, all around great play, great quarterback. The main the main thing, or actually, that whole division with the Steelers, Ravens, Browns, and Bengals. Bengals are pretty much out of it. They're sitting at six and eight. I don't think they're gonna make a run. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure if they're out of playoff well, contention Browns, or not. Browns, yeah. Browns, they're sitting at six, seven, one. Uh, they got two weeks left to make something happen. That's so. They're still, yeah, still, still got yeah, a chance. They're still there. telling me there's a chance. They went out. <laughs> yes. And the people who need to lose, lose. The Browns could right. make it into the playoffs, which after, you know, looking at like Hugh Jackson and what that regime, if you ever want to call it, but that before that and Baker, if you would have told me that they had a chance to make it into the playoffs last <laughs> year, I would, would have thought you were kidding because yeah. there's no way you could, anyone saw them in any kind of contention mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. And that's just a tribute to – not only Baker and, you know, the new coaching staff that came in there, but also just the team, you know, that you see them, the chemistry is a lot better on that sideline mm-hmm. as opposed to last year. And it's it's hard to have good team chemistry when you are not winning football games consistently. Consistently yeah. not winning football games, it's hard to have team chemistry. So I think teaching those guys how to win, that's a big part for a lot of teams, especially the Browns right now. So that's yeah. a big reason why they're Hugh Jackson the coached this, the Browns for – Three and a half seasons. He won three games throughout those three and a half <laughs> seasons. Lost like 32? Jeez. Yeah. He lost 32, tied two. And this new coach, I don't know his name. I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to get it wrong. He's already won four games, lost two. He already has a better record in six six games than Hugh Jackson had in three and a half years. I like the Steelers. You know, they had a big one against the Pats Newing last week. And I, you know, Big Ben, I think he always gets it done. Yeah, I don't know. The Steelers, they're also up and down. In my opinion, no agreed, but yeah. I think they have a shot. I don't know, especially like, with James Conner out. I know 
Samuels had a great yeah, week last year. Yeah, he's on my year. fantasy team. Yeah, <laughs> he was, he was popping last off. Year, but without Connor, without a Pro Bowl, best probably one of the best running backs in the AFC. I mean, this week he's probable. Like he, There's a chance he could come back or there's a chance he could yeah. sit out this week. But yeah. I, I'm sure, I think he'll sit out. I think that ankle is going to be there for a while. Than that. Yeah. Pro- Which trial, the thing with the probable. Steelers is like – their offense will always put up 20 points, 25 points. It's always like you don't know what their defense is going to do. Yeah. Last week, yeah. Joe Hayden had a great – Joe Hayden, I think, had 12 tackles, two interceptions yeah. last yeah, week. Like so that. if their defense shows up, I think they're also a dark horse in the AFC this year. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, it's just a matter of that defense can get right because the offense definitely can do what it has to do, but that defense is, is really up and down. And I, I think the Ravens, they could easily come through and take the division away from the Steelers if they really wanted to. All right, gentlemen. All right. Our next topic, bowl season, baby. Yeah. All right, it's in full swing. We've got a couple bowls games that are already going down, but really nobody really cares about those ones. It's just number two, Clemson, versus number three, Notre Dame, yep. and number one, Alabama, versus number four, Oklahoma. Oh, New my Year God. six. Yep. I, those are going to be great games. I think I'm super excited for Notre Dame. Still stunned by the fact that Georgia did not make it into that yeah, fourth spot. They, they have not been Texas. They I have am, not been performing as well as they were true. last season. That's but true. I am not surprised that they're not in just for the base of the fact that they did not win when they had to. And they got destroyed by LSU in the middle of the season. Yeah, a lot of yeah. the recruits it was a are. a bad loss. And then you choke against Bama. I actually – Oh, we have an Oak Hill quarterback just around here that's going. He just committed with yeah. Georgia. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, I feel like they're not getting as many good recruits anymore because of this season. Possibly. So, something that I've um, or something that's been speculated around the whole NCAA stuff is uh, expanding the playoff from four to eight. Now, if they did expand this, it would not happen until like twenty twenty two. So it'd be a good, it'd be like a good three years from now, but a good three or four years. Um, Personally, I don't like. I don't want to expand to eight. I think eight is too much because yeah. I think I think it rewards teams for losing, and I think that's what you get like a nine and three Washington in the top eight, which it you know it, it didn't happen this year, but it definitely could happen in the future. So, yeah. do you think it should do top six or just keep top four? I think top four is perfectly fine. I it shows who's the best. If you did mm-hmm. six, you'd have to do first two. The buys, yeah, yeah buys, buys yeah, yeah. top two seeds. It basically be like the NFL. First, you get buys, and then the high seed plays the lowest seed. After that, you just do it from that point on. Um, I think six is just right, but they're not talking about six at all. I yeah, think they talk about just eight. I feel like six would be right because you yeah. get all five power fives. The and then, champion, yeah, like if you win, I'd feel like if you win the championship, you automatically get a lock in that. Yeah, then you have a wild card See, after yeah. that. Of the power five conferences, yeah. then an outsider yeah. team. See, I thought about the same thing, but then again, in the ACC championship or. This year, it was uh, Clemson versus 7-5 Pitt. And imagine if Pitt upset Clemson and then they're in, but Clemson isn't just based off yeah. the fact that they yeah, won. Okay. But you could counter yeah. off of that saying that, well, Pitt beat one of the best teams in the nation, therefore they deserve to get into the playoff. Now, true. Not, not saying That's that I agree true. with that, yeah. but you could counter with that, saying that you know Georgia had a chance to make it into the playoff, and even Maybe. though I might disagree that they don't deserve or they should have deserved that four spot, you know they had a chance to play Alabama. They had yeah. a chance to play the top dog, and look what happened. So. Yeah. You could argue that they had their chance. They have their opportunity. This is this is why I like having four because you get all this drama, all this conversation. I feel like when you if you expand to eight, you're not gonna get that same type of drama, the same type of action, and these types of conversations that we're having right now. Like, will they beat them and they beat that? Like, I feel like if you expand to eight, you're not gonna get that same type of not adrenaline, but just same type of drama. Yeah, yeah. Four. I feel like it's just too like blah. Like the same Alabama's always gonna be in the championship. Yeah. Yeah, Clemson. But Michigan, all those top schools are always going to be have a run, have yeah. a run for it, Thanks. and it's like it's no fun. Like the thing about like the NFL playoffs is you never know. Like 
the Patriots, and then like that's about it. That you know that's going to make the playoffs. Like you always never know which teams are going to make the playoffs because like then the end of the season actually counts. Like yeah. how we're in week sixteen and seventeen now. Like these games are like more fun to watch you know, because like if they win, they're like playing their hearts out because if they win, they can get in the ch- to the inside the playoffs. You know who's really surprised me this year? Northwestern. Um, I don't know. This is. They they've come out and that's what the one thing is what you're talking about how uh, it's always the the same four teams making the run for the playoffs and I know uh, Northwestern isn't anywhere near that but they've showed a lot of uh, growth since um, a couple years ago they weren't really anywhere so I yeah. just thought I'd, I mean I'd they definitely improved this season but they are nowhere near I making mean, it no yeah top, Pat top Fitzgerald Pat Fitzgerald over there and that and those Wildcats they came out and they beat some people that they should not have beat. But they also lost some games against some teams that they had the upper hand against. Yeah. And they, uh, you know, there's a big culture change going on at Northwestern. Mm-hmm. They have a brand new 270, 000, $270 million, sorry, practice facility right on Lake really? Michigan. Mm-hmm. And it's outstanding. Um, the environment in which that football program plays in is just something else. And there's a big culture change going on over there. But going back to the playoff picture and what Hunter was talking about, how we see those same four teams. When you look at right now Alabama and their ex- like absolute dominance over the college football scene, it's just that no fun. is something. Yes, it, while it is probably no fun to everyone except Crimson Tide fans, that is something that we have never seen before in college football history. The absolute dominance. dominance so, yeah. I don't think that we should treat this as the norm because it is anything but that. This is an ex- an extreme of all sorts, and we have never seen any kind of dominance in arguably any sport, just kind of like Alabama is doing right now. Stats show it, and everyone knows it when you watch an Alabama football game. So hopefully we'll see a little bit of mixing up here in the next couple of years, but uh, it doesn't look like it. Yeah, um, going back to what you said earlier about uh, having the uh, Power Five conferences or having the Power Five conference champions playing or having automatic bid you could do that if you made every division like the big 12 the big 12 does not have any uh split divisions where you have the east and the west everybody's in one oh one, yeah like how yeah, the big 10 yeah. has the that's why you had the, ou yeah, and texas playing in the big 12 championship because they were the best two teams in that div- yeah. division which is why if you put every conference like that then you would have you could you, you could potentially have Michigan and Ohio State play back to back weeks. That's one, a good point because you one, have the Big Ten with you know the two divisions. Yeah, and some would say that it's, it's the West that is a lot isn't weaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the West, West is a lot weaker, weaker as yeah. far as caliber of teams right now. Not saying that it is going to consistently stay that way, but right now it's if been you like look that at a lot, it has past. been. But I don't want to make any you know predictions. But as of as of um, recently, that division has been a lot weaker, and therefore the winner of that division has been. You know, kind of just not really talked about and yeah. probably shouldn't have been because they haven't won big games. Yeah, yeah I want to revisit what Kobe said about um, the uh, Bama being pretty much a powerhouse and that you've never – like, we've, you're right, we've never seen, like, someone dominate the NCAA like they have. But I also think it's kind of a bad thing because then wouldn't they just get constant feed of good players, you know, wanting to win, wanting championships, you know, they'd just get a constant feed of those kind of players. And, you yes. know, hypothetically, they could never leave that number one spot ever. And that's the difference between – college and the nfl you look at you know the nfl you don't get recruits you get x amount of draft picks and especially if you're successful you're not getting those good draft picks but at the college level you can offer to a high school kid what no one else can offer yeah you got a chance to play for the national championship every single year and you're playing for the best team in the nation hands down well what high school kid who is you know a honestly or obviously a great player because they're being recruited by alabama who can say no to that Exactly. Yeah. And so that's the difference between you have the college and the NFL level is the draft and how that sets up. And that's why 
I believe, is that we have such a mix-up in the playoffs because these teams are getting draft picks, and while they don't make an immediate impact over the years, how those, depending on how those teams develop, those rookies, that's why you see such a mashup in the NFL because of how it's structured compared to college. Yeah. What do you think goes through the mind of someone that, like, you know, when Ben recruits him, like, in – an instance like Daxton Hill, like he was recruit, he was Bam was trying yeah. to recruit him. U of M was trying to recruit him. He ended up signing with U of M. What do you think went through his head? You know, when Bama comes up to him and says, "Look, do you want to play for an NCAA championship? You come to us." Yeah, like, I wish I had those kind of type of problems with my yeah. life. <laughs> um, I say, if you got that kind of problem, you're doing okay. But you look at, um, do you want to be a part of a national championship or do you want to be a star player on that? And I still an awesome, a very good Michigan. That's a team, good point. Especially you know Michigan this year. Looking at, you know, they played some great games this year, and they played some great football yeah. all around. And if you look at, you know, even still at that top caliber, do you want to be a star on that team and maybe generate a little bit more interest about yourself from NFL scouts? Or do you just want to be a part of an Alabama team that win while you have won a championship, there are guys in that team that are going to outshine you. And that might be looking at it in kind of a selfish light. But if you are trying to brand, like make a brand of yourself, I think you that's know? a great point, and Cody. That's, that's what you're looking at. If you want to play meaningful minutes in meaningful games and be the guy that your team looks towards, it's not at Alabama. It's yeah. not. I for think most, Alabama for most kids. For most kids, very yes. except there are some exceptions, but for most, yeah, yeah. I think that's a great yeah. point, Kobe. I, think, I 100% agree with you. I think part of this is it. It really looks. It depends on like the way the reason why Alabama gets these recruits that they get. It's just on the kids that they target. They target inner city kids that. They're very good athletes, but they don't have a lot at home, and they see the type of um, media attention that Bama gets, and they see that that can that could potentially project them to the to the pros, and then get that cash, get their mama house, as they always say. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what they always say. Like, yeah, I'm trying to get my mama house. house. Yeah, but it's based on the kids they target, and it's based, and also kind of helps that their you know their school it takes a 3.0 G GPA to get into into Bama, which is why they get some of those kind of athletes that are good but they may not be good academically but they're very outstanding athletes yeah. and I think when it comes to inner city kids they're just trying to get the cash they're trying to get out of there yeah. and I get out from where they're at and they're trying to get to the pros better their situation and I think that's why when you that's why that's why, I why the Big Ten isn't like that because statistically they're <laughs> statistically there are there are more uh, inner city kids down south just just because there's not a lot of money down south as there is up north what about big? Sorry, Hunter. Okay, so I, I, exactly what you guys are saying. There's a difference between going to Alabama and going to like U of M. Because mm -hmm. if you go to Alabama, Nick Saban is going to get you. May not play all four years, but you're going to play one or two, and he's going to get you NFL ready to go into the pros. Exactly. If you go to Alabama, you got a pretty good shot of going into the pros and making money. Yeah. That's what Alabama's for. They're not going to love you up and say, "Hey, I'm always here for you." Blah blah blah. They're going to get you ready to go to the pros. And then there's, like, let's say Michigan State, where you may come in, play as a freshman, and you may generate like, some hype. Generate some hype, and the coaches will be there for you. Like, I'm not taking shots at nobody, but there's a difference between going to Alabama, who wants to get you NFL ready, wants to make you the best player that you can be to make yeah. money it's in a the culture. professional. There's a culture. But then, like, at U of M or Michigan State or, like, another school, it's not all about winning football games, which. The coaches, that's like what they're about is winning football games and setting up their setting people up for success setting up that beyond player football. Beyond that's football, because football is not going to last forever. Yeah, for anyone. Yes, for anybody. Even Tom Brady's going to retire someday, and <laughs> even though he'll be set, but yeah, but <laughs> like some players, like a professional career is going to last eight years for a regular person. Regular, yeah, not backup. in football. 
Yeah, football. Football is it really about two, three years. Yeah, yeah exactly. NFL. For like a regular person, that's yeah. going to be on a second string. Blah blah blah. But so that's what I'm saying. Like those other schools are going to get you prepared to live life after football. Go there yeah. for four or five years, get a degree, then maybe try the whole professional football thing. But Alabama, you're going there to. It's a business. Like yeah, like Alabama, Georgia, so. all those schools. You're going there to get better, get in the league, make a lot of money, and hopefully. Yeah, you. What happens from there happens exactly. from there. Yeah, because yeah. as long but as they they could care less, they want to go in there and win games. Yeah. And I mean, and a, a, sorry, a good example is Michigan's running back True Wilson. I mean, he is studying for a medical degree. I mean, he's he does not want to go to the league. Yeah, he's playing football in college, getting his medical degree, and becoming a doctor or, or surgeon or whatever he is. Yeah, because and with like most, you see this mostly with SEC schools. It's really a business. It's about you need to do good so that you get the paycheck for the coaching staff because because co- the coaching staff. They're pretty much, they're that's li- their job. Yeah, their job is to coach players. It's predicated on winning games. Yeah, it's based on how good the program does. And if you're not doing good, then they're they're gonna ship you off. And it's it sucks to see a lot of kids that have talent but don't have the attitude. Then that, that, that's a problem when you try to recruit inner city kids that most of them don't have that type of um, I guess you could say father figure in, in their life to kind of uh, make them act the right way and that sort of thing. And which is why it's really sad to see kids that have the talent. But they don't have the attitude, and then they, you kind of see them just kind of fall out of those SEC schools because it's really a, a business. They're not there to love you up like how you guys were saying. It's just you got to do good so we get a paycheck, and then we're going to ship you off, and then good luck from there. Yeah, like what Mark said, he was saying like, like the Michigan guy. True. What was his name? True. True. Wilson. So True he's Wilson. going there True. to get his degree, and that's one thing different from Alabama than all the other schools that. Some kids just go to, like, they play football in college to literally get that free college degree and then go off and live life and don't even go into the league. Because if you're that good to get a free – because D1, if you go D1, you get 100% free school. Not always, but for top athletes. Yes, very top athlete. If you're going to a D1 school, you're pretty much – you're probably, like, even looking at it, you're going to get college for free. Yeah. So, like, you really don't have to, like – like, you have to pursue or they're going to take your scholarship away – but, like, if you go there and just get yeah, there for a degree and then you, like, yep, I'm done with football. I played football so I could get my – be a doctor. And then you're all set for life and then live your life the way that you want to do it. I think True yeah. only got, like, um, ha- like half – like, not all scholarships are full ride. Yeah. I don't think he – it was definitely not full. He's a bench – He's because, you know, I don't want to be mean, but he was a bench warmer. Yeah, I mean. because when you look at um, schools and their allowments, it obviously gets higher up as you get through the levels of college football. But when you look at the Division One FBS – they have, I want to say, it depends on the school, like how they distribute their scholarships, but it's around like 70 or 80. It's something crazy as far as like, but they distribute that money up. So they're not going to give out X amount of full ride scholarships. Mm-hmm. They can take a full ride scholarship and they can give half to one guy, mm-hmm. half to another guy who might not see the field as much, yeah. you know? And so that's something they have to look at. And it depends on the guy and depends on, you know, the talent and what they see him becoming and developing into in later years. Yeah. And yeah. I, can I go real quick? Yeah, yeah. Real quick. I just think like, how Hunter and I were talking, everyone was talking about, you know, going to college to get a degree. I mean, I I think that's important. I think a lot of people like, for instance, Devin Bush playing for Michigan, he's only a junior and he's going to the straight to the draft. He's not graduating college. He just wants yeah. to get to the draft. And See I think that that's a lot of levels. Yeah. I don't think that's a good plan. Honestly, I think getting a degree is not a bad idea, you know, as a backup, because like you said, what, co- uh, 
football last two three years for a normal normal average career like second third string like you're if not gonna that. be making bank yeah but like the you'll, thing you'll be making money and then you need also need a backup yeah. you know you can't just depend on football and playing the, second string the yeah. thing about it if he wants to make that money like i remember a couple years ago remember shalit calhoun yeah. from the he That's decided Spartans. to go and do his senior season and he was projected a lottery pick a top like 25 pick in the draft yeah and then he went to the, in the third round the next year because he to stayed a senior season yeah. to the raiders so he lost a lot of money for him staying his senior season that's true so like there's that's a thing about true. that because like he was a projected a first round pick and just because he waited his senior season some other guys like got better got bigger and he wasn't that good anymore yeah. so he it's lost that's, that's a, a lot point. of money yeah, just because he wasn't drafted in the first round it's really a high risk high reward type of thing which is why that senior season is such a hit or miss. Yeah, it's such, it, it is a, it literally is a hit or miss because um, uh, looking at guys, you know, a lot of guys. Jesus, Mark. A lot of guys. Um, that senior year, it's like that senior year is prone to have b- bad luck, either injury, just or maybe just not as good play, and that's why they drop. But then again, if you have that degree to fall back on, you know, you could have something to do later in life. But say you, say you, um, say you forego your senior season you enter, enter the draft and you get picked high but then you get hurt and all of a sudden you're not on a uh, roster anymore and then after that what do you do well like a couple years ago uh, remember jake butt the michigan tight end oh yeah, yeah. which we're talking about yeah, that's more talking about recruits too though and mm-hmm. so he decided a bunch of these like players that are going into the nfl draft usually don't play in the pro, the pro bowl yeah. i mean they're Bowl game. Bowl, yeah. bowl game. It's, it's, it's because of Jake Butt. It's, yeah. it's because of him. Because so he was projected a first-round pick, fell in the fourth round just because he tore his ACL yeah. in the that bowl was, game. That was sad, man. Yeah, that was very yeah, sad for sad him. To see. And, I mean, he's playing now. He actually did get hurt again this year, I yeah. believe. He Is he still on the Broncos? Yeah, he's yeah. yeah. still on the roster. He tore yeah. something this year. Yeah, he so got he's still on the roster, but that still sucks because that's why all these players are – foregoing their bowl game because of that I'm not trying yeah. to flex but i got his helmet in my room yeah. i'm flex. sorry just saying a just a touch real quick on that foregoing the bowl game personally i don't know i have mixed feelings on it like at first i'm like no like finish the season but then then again I'm like okay i guess i see where they're coming from but mark d'antonio he touched on the fact because justin lane their star corner he for he's foregoing the red box bowl which honestly i don't blame him it's the red box bowl but D'Antonio was kind of you could tell that he was he, he was salty because he's because someone asked him what he thought of Lane not playing and he said you know he's not on the team anymore we have guys that want to finish the season and uh, he basically yeah he was basically taking a shot at Lane for not for not playing the board I was Felton Davis doing on Spartans yeah uh, recovery he's yeah he's still recovering yeah. I know he like tore a they're like uh, Achilles, Achilles. Yep. Yeah, very he's hard. Hard. He's okay. A very hard injury to c- come back from. Was he a senior or junior? No, only a sophomore. Sophomore, really? Yeah, okay. I think only a sophomore. He was a. He's a good. He's a receiver. Yeah. Yep. Very I think he was a good receiver. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll hopefully, come back next year and yeah. can still contribute. It's Achilles injuries are a hard one to come back from. But Definitely. Sherman tore his last year, and he's actually doing pretty well this year. So. Yeah. Okay. So right. definitely possible. Let's move on. Good stuff. All right, Detroit sports. The line sucked, dude. Oh my god. They <laughs> suck. Oh, they got torn up by Josh Allen, but then no shot to Josh Allen. Me, I think he's a decent QB. I don't think he's great, but there's definitely something with Josh Allen that. Who like they? Play. Who? Who the Lions play? They played the Vikings this week. No, last last week. last week the they played the Buffalo Bills, Bills and Josh Allen. Oh yeah, we lost like 13-14, oh, right? Lions yep, you know, Prater choked it. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Good. It's kind of Which funny. That's that's Prater's first fourth quarter kick miss in I think two years. Yeah, he lost. He's I thought he's been good. missing. He's always been good for that. Yeah. He's been missing a lot recently. I feel like. He's only missed like Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, it's it's funny that it's funny that the Lions lost to the Bills because earlier in the season, before Thanksgiving, I believe it was, um, the Lions had an outdoor practice instead of having an indoor practice, and people were going nuts because they're like, "Why are you having an outdoor practice when you like got an indoor game in like three days?" And then Patricia said it was to prepare for Buffalo. And then now they lose to Buffalo. And, <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> and the funny thing was is that, that is that that outdoor practice was really snowy, and in Buffalo it wasn't snowy; it was just cold. It's like all oh, it was just cold. It, there was like no wind either. There's no wind. That's stupid. Yet. It's it's funny how they oh Patricia. Yeah, it's how they're trying to prepare yes. for uh, Buffalo, and then they end up still losing. It's kind of. Patricia's stain, yes. If that's well, what no, I was gonna ask you, Patricia's Jim stain. Do you Jim guys? Bob Jim Bob's gone. gone. Jim yeah. Bob's gone for sure. Do you guys I, like Matt Patricia as yes, head coach? I like yes. him. I like yeah. him. I think, I think he, he brings a lot of different perspective of the coaching. Is very, yeah. um, very unique, and is you know you can't really, at least I cannot relate him to any other coaches around the league. You know he's very, you know, different like that. And coming from that um, coordinator spot, he was a defensive coordinator yes. for the yes. Patriots. The Pats, yes. You know, and obviously that's. The number one spot we see head coaches coming from is that coordinator spot, offensively, offensively or defensively, and um, he has a very objective mind for the game. And I think, I think he'll have this well, us going in the right direction. But I mean, yeah, I mean, you could also argue that, and right now it's not looking so good. I'm not I mean, very it's his first season, exactly. Though, so yeah. can't give I'm not very educated with the lines besides Matt Patricia. Like, do, are we, is it just Matt Patricia that's new, or do we have new uh, uh, offensive coordinators, defense? No, he's the only guy that's new. Okay. And our uh, defensive coordinator was new, which I yeah, actually exactly. don't know who it is. I have no clue. Lions defense has actually been pretty good the past few weeks. Didn't we yes. beat New England as well? Yeah, <laughs> in the season, that which doesn't count. But yeah, um, was it preseason? So nope, it was regular season. So how does it not count? Because it's stupid. No, it reminds me. It's okay, I, I say this multiple times, but I feel like the Lions won games are not supposed to win and lose. Games are supposed to. I mean, honestly, that was a game that they were supposed to win. To yeah. be honest, it was the Bills. No, no Bills are nothing playing, special. I'm talking about when they played New England. They won a game. They're supposed to lose, and then they lose to Buffalo in a game they're supposed to win. Yeah. So that bothers me. I know. With, uh, with yep, that's probably uh, yeah. Wrapping it up on it. Good. That's a good yep. ending right there. So you know, the finger. Lines suck. I'll, I'll leave it with that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Harsh. Well, that concludes another edition of Cheap Seats. Thanks to my partners, Mark Studier, Derek Dungan, Kobe Manzo, and. Kevin McCormick Jr. Hope everybody has a great day, and I would like to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. Until next time, for WDBC, I'm Hunter Chambers. Lion suck. <laughs>